Hello and welcome to the Enlightened Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hunt, pretending like he's not recording this from a rock band microphone for the 50th time. Anyway, in this episode, I interview Miss Ellie Smith, and we discuss our mutual love of J.R.R. Token. Our loves are slightly on different terms. Mine's really a much more carnal type of affection for him. But regardless, we talk all things Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and Amazon's new TV show. So, listen in. I mean, we've done enough uh, posts that have to do with Token that we should probably discuss it at some point or another. It's, uh... It's a little past time. Just, just, just a tad. Um, how do I put this gently? Uh, token is my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's a statement. It. I stand by it. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I. He is my all-time favorite author, hands down. There's no one that even comes close to him. It's just the way he has with words, the way he has with plots, character development. It is. He's incredible. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Like, single-handedly created the fantasy genre, basically. Mm. Yeah. Like, there was there was no fantasy before Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he definitely created modern fantasy. I mean, you want to get into technical arguments, you could say that um, the Iliad and, like, the Odyssey are very much fantasy stories. Yes, but they're all, like, they're, I would qualify those more as historical fiction. Or historical, like, no, mythological. I was going to say... But see, you you got to differentiate between mythology and fantasy. I wouldn't say that... Well, the only difference being that an actual religion is based around... Yes. Yeah, mythology. But, yeah, I could base religion around Lord of the Rings. And you then, could. And therefore, Lord of the Rings is mythology. Well, that was, his per- that was his intended purpose anyway, was to create a mythology for ancient Britain, because Britain didn't have one. Hmm. Which, uh, I would argue that um, Game of Thrones is more or less a... Uh, Americanized mythology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least in comparative terms. Sure. I mean, he did. Martin did base a lot of Game of Thrones off of British history, so. Indeed, he did. But he, the way he writes it is American. Yeah. It's very American stylized, whereas Tolkien is quintessentially English. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Um. So we should probably start out with, very simply, like, how did you find Tolkien? I don't really know. It's it's the kind of thing where I have been reading Tolkien for as long as I can remember. Like, I vaguely remember a kid in class doing a book report on The Hobbit when I was in fourth grade, but I feel like I had already started reading The Lord of the Rings at that point. I don't remember who, whether it was, like, my dad that introduced me to it, or... I think my dad introduced me to it, but he is now is convinced that he's never read the books, so... So, uh... I would say it sounds like the book report was probably the beginning of it. Yeah. Because if you had already read Lord of the Rings, you wouldn't think of it as anything of right. significance for The Hobbit. Yeah. Um, so I would guess that's the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I would probably like say like similar to you, where I was at an age where I had always been a big reader. I'd always been an advanced reader. My mom tells stories about me being in, like, first and second grade, wandering down to the fifth grade wing to borrow books because I was 
sick of the second grade reading material. And, like, I had blown through Harry Potter. I had blown through Narnia. Lord of the Rings was the first one that was more than, like, a kid's book. Um, and then anything that I could find with Tolkien's name on it, I devoured. I tried to read The Silmarillion for the first time when I was probably, like, 12 or 13 and, like, was not re prepared to understand any of it. And I remember finding the Children of Huron in, like, the new release shelf at the library when it first came out, like, 15 years ago. Hmm. That's what, um, Children of Huron was definitely one that I read too early. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just the tiniest <clears throat> bit depressing. Uh, that, and there was incest and naked people in it, and that's, um... Yeah. See, I never had illustrated copies of any of this stuff. I didn't have illustrated copies. I was reading it mm -hmm. and the descriptions. It was very much like, I don't think I should be reading this. Yeah, but like Tolkien doesn't get into any graphic anything. No, not particularly, but even for in third grade, that's a lot. I don't remember. That's why you need to go read The Children of Hearn. No, because you've I never actually read The Children yes, of Hearn. Yes, I have. When did you actually read When it first came out. I read it when I was, like, 15. Yeah. How did you first get introduced to Tolkien? Uh, so I was lucky enough to actually grow up in um, a family that was, like, collectively obsessed with Tolkien. Um, I am much younger than you. So I had the movies, like, my pretty much my entire life. Um, I, so... My dad, his best friend, um, had a sister who was a big reader. My dad was always a big reader, too. And his best friend was also a big reader. And the sister um, told them at one point when they were in late high school, early college, told them, like, you guys really need to read this book. And this would have been back in the early 80s, um, maybe late 70s even. But um, they said... Uh, like, oh, like, maybe we'll read it, we'll give it a try. And before my dad read it, the cartoon, uh, the, Ralph Bakshi. That's the Bakshi one? Yeah, uh, came out, and, uh, they saw that in theaters in, like, 1977. And my dad was very confused, didn't know if he liked it or not, but saw it a couple of times, because there wasn't anything else to do. Um, I do not like the Ralph Bakshi cartoon. I actively like it. I know you do. I they. I don't, we'll do an I, entire episode on. I don't like what they do with the hobbits in that. I uh, I have a lot of affection for it. Truth mm -hmm. be told. Um, so uh, my dad got into it probably around seventeen eighteen. He read the book and it was fabulous. He convinced my grandfather to read the book and my grandfather wanted nothing to do with fantasy. And that kind of spurred him on to getting back to reading. So it was, um, it was this big collective thing that we all liked it. My aunts, my uncles, and whatnot. Um, my dad was probably the biggest proponent of it. He really, really liked it. And then my older brothers got very into it. Um, and then right around um, the time where I was like young and impressionable, the actual um, movies came out. So, um, my family, like, all my cousins' stuff would come over, and we'd play Lord of the Rings and whatnot. So I knew, um, bits and pieces of the story pretty much from birth. And then, um, uh, like, my dad would relentlessly play either the Rankin-Bass interpretations of, uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, or he would play the Ralph, um, 
bocce version, which um, I have a lot of affection for all of them, truth be told, because mm-hmm. they're weird, they're different, they have their idiosyncrasies. Um, I would definitely, like, we're definitely going to do an episode on each movie. Yeah. Um, and just talk about, you know, what we like, what we don't like. But for the meantime, that's definitely a, um, you know, those were kind of my gateway to the world of I will say Token. that it's um, the Rankin-Bass Hobbit. Yes. I will say that is better than the Hobbit trilogy, even though it is super fucking weird. I really enjoy it. I, 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 I will say I enjoy that. the music in it very much. I will defend the Hobbit as the best one by far. No, that, absolutely. No, I, I genuinely enjoyed the Hobbit um, cartoon. The Hobbit movies, but less so. Oh, yeah. The first one's, like, fine to a point. It's, um, they did a very good Bilbo and Gollum riddles in the dark scene. And I would say that's, that's the only thing I think I found redeeming. Aside from, I did like Martin Freeman as Bilbo. I did. I did not initially think I was going to, and I ended up Because you would see him in the British office, right? No, I've never watched the British oh. Office. I had never seen him in. Um, I don't think I had seen him in anything. Mm-hmm. So was he in the British Office? Yes, he was. Okay. He was the original Jim. I was gonna say it's like I thought I, I had that in my head, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, um, I mean, my childhood was definitely filled with Token. Um, I definitely I read him very young. Uh, I also have, have always been an avid reader. So well, you I, also benefited from having brothers and friends who were equally into it. Yeah, um, to to varying degrees. I don't think either of my brothers ever got into the books as much. Where they they certainly read them, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they got into the the lore and the mythology and all about Tolkien's life and stuff. They were much more movie based, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, not to say that they didn't like it, they loved it. But they loved the movies more than Whereas the you and I have extensive debates on characterization of minor characters in the Silmarillion. Yeah. Well, that's just, you know, uh, um, my... Whether or not Balrogs have wings and all. Yeah, that's not a serious debate. I just don't care. That's one of the <laughs> stupidest arguments that like people but it is, seriously. Like, people it's a get hot super topic into it. Debate. Yeah, people get super into like, it. They why, don't. Yeah, why does it matter? Um, people always look for something to argue about. Yeah. So uh, what ended up happening is uh, Star Wars was another like cornerstone. Yeah. Um, I mean, the prequels are coming out, but Star Star Wars to us was way bigger beforehand because mm-hmm. they did. Um, my dad, being the smart man that he is, said, like, I'm going to show my kids stuff that I like that I know little boys will like. And it's, like, Indiana Jones. Yeah. And, uh, what's it called? Like, Wizards, Magic, and then, um, what's it called? Star Wars. And what ended up happening is, as much as I love Star Wars, and as much as my older brother loves um, Lord of the Rings, we kind of diverted where he got very, very into Star Wars and uh, it was probably middle school for both of us. Um, and then I kind of went into the uh, fantasy I much preferred versus, um, you know, Star Wars and sci-fi, even though Star Wars is technically fantasy. But Yeah, I, space uh, fantasy. Yeah, I, I don't know. There is, I found more meaning in, um, in Token. No, and I've always been the same way where, like, 
working at the bookstore, um, the sci-fi fantasy section, I was always much more drawn to the fantasy side of things. And I liked, like, some aspects of science fiction, but I think I liked more of the fantastical elements of it, where I didn't really care as much about, like, the robots and the space exploration and stuff. Yeah, I, um, as an adult, I I like sci-fi more. Yeah. Um, not more than fantasy, but I like it more than I did because I, it, it does a good job of like answering big questions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And fantasy can, when fantasy's bad, fantasy's awful. Yes. Um, and when sci-fi is bad, sci-fi is awful. The yes. issue is, is that like stuff like a thriller or historical fiction, when they're bad, they're okay. Yeah. Um. It can just be kind of like, eh. Yeah. And it can be like, oh, you know, this is a C plus book, whatever. If a fantasy book is bad, it's a grind yep. to try and get through. Yeah. Um, or a movie, too. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, my dad was watching The Chronicles of Riddick the other day, and I was just God. like, oh, why would you do that to yourself? One of Vin Diesel's poorer choices. I mean, he's made more than one, I would argue. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm talking shit about a guy who is on his, like, 10th Fast and Furious movie, which I cannot <laughs> believe that those things are still I know, that franchise is never-ending. Yeah. Um... Speaking of franchises, you and you showed showed me the um the trailer for the new Lord of the Rings film. It's gonna be on Amazon. Yeah, the the I'm intrigued um, by that. The TV series. This is uh you know probably the newest development in the in the token since arena. the Hobbit films. Yeah, so, uh, I mean certainly since the Hobbit films. I, I before that I think it was the publication of the Silmarillion. No, because there were uh the all kinds of publications of expanded stories that Christopher right, Tolkien yeah, had done. No, you're right. And, and the Fall of Gondolin and Baron of Luthien and the Children of Fjord Those have all come out. Um, those are expansions on yeah on stuff from the Silmarillion. Which I think he's done a fabulous job. I haven't read all of them as thoroughly as I would like. I own them. I just haven't found the time to yeah. sit down and seriously read them. Yeah. Um, but I, I've read Children of Current all the way through and I've read probably half of The Fall of Gondolin. And uh, Christopher Token did do a spectacular job of bringing those back. Okay. And I, yeah, uh, we lost him last year. Yep. Which was... Um, I think it's been two years. Has been two I years? I think I saw somewhere point? that it's been two years. Yikes. But yeah, it's been... Um, it's, but it's his um, it's his mother's birthday today. It's Edith's, Edith's birthday. Yes. Um, so, ha- like, happy that in the world of Token, um, you know, Christopher was definitely the gatekeeper. Yep. And it seems like um, there might be a lot more um, token universe, like, return to Middle-earth. Yeah, I think his, like, children and grandchildren are more open to adaptations of things. Yeah, and, you Is know, he the last surviving child of Tolkien? I believe he was the last child, yes. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a, Lord, uh, a Silmarillion miniseries. Yeah. Where if they did a season and they told, you know... Uh, of uh Fenor. Yeah. And then they do a season and then they do Baron and Luthien. Yeah. And they do a season and do Children of Hurin and then um the Fall of Gondolin. I think that there's enough ammunition there for them to do some awesome stuff. Oh, there definitely is. It's just a matter of doing it right. That's I I'll be very interested to see how this T V show on Amazon goes. Because if they do this well, then I think they're going to get a lot more opportunities to do more I, Tolkien stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I was talking with one of my friends 
the other day. Actually, what am I talking about? One of my friends. I was talking with Reggie Wilder the other day. Ah, Reggie. About uh, old Reggie. the uh, absolute like dog shit that we have been fed for content lately. Mm-hmm. Where the studios everywhere, the writers everywhere... Like, we watch Star Wars go down in a ball of flames. We watch Game of Thrones go down in a ball of flames. We watch, uh, uh, what was the last one that was really bad, too? I mean, the DC Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel's well, been Mar- struggling I was a bit more. Marvel has been hit or miss. Yeah. Where, sure, they nailed it with Spider-Man, but, like, Eternals, uh, Black Widow. like Shang-Chi. Are, yeah, Shang-Chi was supposedly pretty good. I yeah. haven't seen it yet. But it's just, like, the fucking laziness mm-hmm. that we just, like, oh, it's They're just rehashing so we'll the same just... old storylines. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the end of Wheel of Time yet, but supposedly the last episode's ruin it. Um, oh, no. I haven't finished it either. Yeah. That, that's not what I want to hear. So, hopefully, um, you know, this will break the... Mo- I mean, we, we got fucking the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. Like, we got garbage we've been getting a lot of garbage lately and i you know there was an era where these kind of big budget epics really kind of nailed the early 2000s when you had stuff like gladiator kingdom of heaven lord of the rings uh, where they they were telling new stories in new ways and like pulling out all the stops to make a fantastic production and it is, it's, it's, it seems like laziness where they're like, oh, well, they, we know that they like this kind of thing. So we'll just put a new coat of paint on it and tell, say it's something new. Yeah. We'll just CGI everything. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's all the, um, it's Disney doing all the live action versions of their old cartoons instead of coming up with new stories. Yeah. I would, um, I'd love to see, I, I, my, I am pinning my greatest hopes like the nar, uh, like the remainder of the Naldor upon Arendil, um, yep. I pin my hopes on this Amazon series where the Rings I, of Power is what it's being called, right? I, the Rings of Power. How do you like the title? It feels a little nail on the head. Like, I don't know. I don't. I I almost want it to be more, like less. Um, Tied directly to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. It's. I don't know. It's. I don't know what I would have called it, and without and until we see the first like season, I won't be able to theorize on what I would have called it. But I don't know. I want I wanted something like more. I guess I don't know. I can't really explain it. Um, it kind of felt like a cop out. Like, oh, the rings of power. I actually am gonna play devil's advocate in that. I love it. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Um, it, it ties it into Lord of the Rings without being obnoxious. I love the intro where she, um, the woman reads, um, the, the poem of the rings. Yeah. And that's the entire plot line of this is going to be about Celebrimbor. And it's going to be the original resistance against Yeah, because it's going to be Celebrimbor and Arpharazon and Elendil and Isildur and all yeah, of them. Yeah, and it's going to be the, you know... Um, Gil-galad, uh, uh, Gilgalad and Elrond. And um, uh, who's the Mariner? Arendel. Not the Mariner. Um, the shipwright. Círdan. Círdan is going to be... Because, um, like, yeah, because the... These will all be major characters. Do you think... 
do I, oh, if I, if I talk about who has the rings of power, is that a spoiler? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, then I, I won't mention so. it. I will ask you this question after we go off the air. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that, like, Galadriel and Elrond yeah. have rings, and um, Gandalf ends up with one. Right. Yeah, but I was that's going... all stuff that's in The Lord of the Rings. That That's not spoiling anything. Okay, and we, like... Can I say who Gandalf gets his ring from? No. Okay. I, I think that's... That's a spoiler? Yeah, I would say that's probably a spoiler for the okay. show. I'm going to pretend like I haven't re-recorded this ad 15 times. Hi, I'm Ben Hunt. I hate to interrupt your lovely podcast experience with this ad, but I'm going to anyway. Why? Because Anchor needs me to. So I'm really never going to advertise for anything that I don't believe in. And Anchor, I actually believe in. So Anchor is an app or a website that allows me to do everything I need to for the podcast. It allows me to record and edit right from my phone or my computer. It also allows me to distribute my podcasts on every listening platform you can think of from Spotify to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, even Stitcher. So basically, it's a one-stop shop for everything you need in a podcast. And best of all, it's totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is a- Thanks for listening to the Enlightened Podcast. We are brought to you by Anchor, a subdivision of Spotify specifically for podcasting. Not only can we be found on Spotify, we can also be found on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or frankly, anywhere you can find a good podcast. We can also be found on Instagram and Facebook. We're working on getting a Snapchat together. And in the meantime, you can DM us any questions, thoughts, concerns, or just a review. We've gotten more than a couple so far, and they've been overwhelmingly positive, not to brag, but we're pretty happy about that. So if you have any other thoughts or opinions, please feel free to let us know. And in the meantime, like and subscribe for more content. an actual like lore question Gandalf wasn't was he around for the last lines the the second age I believe they came out roughly around that time yeah because the white council is mostly third age we don't because we don't get any of like the story of um the finding of the the ring, the one ring, and all all that with the sealed door from Gandalf. We get all of that from Elrond because Elrond was there, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder if Gandalf and Saruman and Radagast and the other wizards were in Middle Earth at that time, or if they were still in Valinor. So the Istari came over around the end of the Second Age, beginning of the Third Age. Okay, it's right in that time frame. Okay, um, it's not specified. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's an exact date of their landing. Yeah. Because the whole idea is that they are wanderers. And they're right. trying to keep themselves m- at least mildly, um, 
not obvious that they're all doing um the same stuff right uh or that they're organizing resistance against um sauron Mm -hmm. um i i think it's likely that they will have a young gandalf and and even if they're bending timelines a little bit where it's like oh it's really at the after sauron's fall that the istari show up I'm okay with that. Yeah. There, there are things that I will forgive for this series very, very easily, and that is top tier of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't otherwise. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. The, I just, I there is so much in the appendices and in oh, the yeah. Silmarillion about Numenor yep. um, that I think that they have such a good ground to build I'm on. excited. I am excited to see what what they do with it. Yeah. I hope they don't fuck it up. I hope they don't fuck it up either. I um it's I I I really have high hopes because they have so much to work with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um the beginning of Wheel of Time I thought was pretty good and they're pumping infinitely more money into this. Yeah. As well as um more effort and um, and you had said peter jackson is signed on as like an as like an I advisor believe, i believe he's in, in an advisory role to amazon howard shore has been hired to do the music so sure. i you know and the what they posted for what numenor is supposed to look like the city for one of the posters i i'm hopeful i think mm-hmm. that that sounds great um one of the other big contentions was that um supposedly they're gonna have uh nudity yes i did hear that um and people were up in arms about it because there's no sex in tolkien yeah well how do little gandalfs get made it's the astaria just they were created by aru yeah exactly you know he picked them off trees (laughs) um it's i i don't i don't care is the short answer as long as it's not like Gratuitous. Yeah, I was gonna say as long as it's not. Yeah, we don't we're, we don't need any like Cersei and Jamie Lannister level of no nonsense. It, but if I mean, we see, that, I was gonna say incest happens in Tolkien. It does. Yeah. If it's shown, I'm fine with it. I don't really care. Um, I don't think that it should be a main selling point for the show. No, like, and Game of Thrones was definitely part of the selling point was oh, the amount of politics. Yeah, exactly. Which is totally fair. If you add a level of that to Mm-hmm. Uh, this series, I think it might lend it yeah. better to adults, and that way you don't have to try and net every single right. Um, you know, age group. Right, if, and um, it'll be you'll draw people in who maybe aren't necessarily Tolkien fans, uh, like right now, but are intrigued by this new Amazon show, and then maybe we'll get more people into the Tolkien verse. Yeah, and that's kind of um because it is my like when you have a modern audience, you. Tolkien wrote these in the 1900s up to like 1950s like you're not gonna you can't kind of take that without adapting it a little bit for a modern audience yeah um and he definitely was editing and writing the storyline for this literally series up, literally up, up, until, and, he up died. until he, he was, died in 1977 I think, I think so so uh I I think that based on what goes on in the Silmarillion they can stand to be a bit more adult. It yeah. can get a little bit darker. <laughs> if the Silmarillion is dark enough. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Is the they can they don't need to do a happy go lucky kids movie. It wouldn't no, especially with the content that they're focusing on. They can't. It's gonna be heavy. 
Which... How far back do you think they're going to go? It, I know it's focusing on the Rings of Power. Do we think we're going to get any Melkor Morgoth, or is it going to be strictly Sauron? I think they're going to mention him a lot yeah. more. I think he's, uh, you might get a flashback of something. Yeah. But I don't think... Um, illegally, I don't think they can get into no, the Silmarillion at all. I think no, it has to be all need... the Second Age stuff. Yeah, they have the rights to... The um, Lord of the Rings book and the appendices. They yes. don't have the rights to the, the Silmarillion. To, the, to what book? The Lord of the Rings. Yes. They have the right to Lord of the, the Rings appendices. and the Hobbit, and they have the right to the appendices. Do they, they do have the have right it. to the of the Rings of Power section of the Silmarillion? I believe like, they do. Because they like just that one chunk, but not... Oh, no. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. And they might have bits and pieces to like unfinished tales and stuff like right, that. Right, some of the so, other things. So they're, they, I don't think that Melkor is going to be a major factor yeah. in any of this. I think Sauron is going to be the, the definitely big bad. the big bad. And I think it's going to be awesome. Him and our Faris on the story enough is like, oh, I would love to watch that on TV. I'm very excited for Numenor. I'm very excited for Elendil and Isildur and Anarion. Yeah, I'd love to see Isildur, uh, you know, not be a giant asshole. I know, his, his like, ten minutes of screen time where he just basically dooms the earth. Yeah, he, uh, in the in the books, he's, like, a noble hero. Yeah. And then Peter Jackson wanted to create a story arc for Aragorn, so he made Isildur, like, a slimy worm that tried to well, run away while like, his friends were getting murdered. In the books, Aragorn is very much like, yes, I'm going to be king one day. It's just a matter of waiting until the right moment. Mm-hmm. And in the movies, he's like, no, I don't want to be king. Yeah. I'm going to live in the wild and never speak to anybody ever again. So he was an introvert. I mean, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. This is probably going to be the first token adaptation without hobbits. I know, there's not going to be any hobbits. Yeah, the hobbits I, have no role in the second age. I think um, well, they get some... called, I was going to say, they get called to battle occasionally by the king at Fornost. I don't know. I believe that's in the Wars of the Witch King, which is probably yeah. going to be later. I think yeah, that's that's, the that is age. fair. Because I'm, I'm, I'm rereading The Fellowship of the Ring right now, and there is a part in Concerning Hobbits where they talk about um, sending... Hobbit or, archers. Yeah, Hobbit archers up to Kings Norbury and mm-hmm. up to um, the King of Farnost. But, so that, that would be interesting. Having some of that towards the end of the seasons, the series run. Yeah, I will get I, some cool dwarf stuff with the seven dwarf rings. I completely forgot. That's my biggest thing. Is we're probably gonna see Durin. Not Durin. I don't think. Isn't um Durin lives to the second age, doesn't he? He's one of the. They live for super long, and then he just disappears. He right? did. I don't. But I don't know if he got a dwarf ring. I don't know. I don't know if he. Because um... it was the seven rings for the seven fathers of the dwarves. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the original Dorian, because Dorian was the first dwarf, right? He was the first king dwarf. Yeah. Because um, did Ale make the Seven Fathers of the Dwarves? Was that it? And then from there... I... Maybe. I yeah. think he, uh, it's not it, specified that yeah. it is the Seven Fathers of the Dwarves. Yeah, because it's like the Seven Dwarf mm-hmm. Kindreds. So it's... Dorian was in the... My mentality is I think that Durin might be in the series without getting too far into it. That would be really cool. I would um, love to see Doran. Yeah, if it's not, that's fine. Uh, again, even if he's not bending timelines a little bit to make Durin in this And we get to frame. see M- Miramir in the, like, Moria in its heyday. And that's what they're... Oh, um, they said that's, Doom before that the Balrog. They have promised that that is going to happen, yes. is that we are seeing Lindon, 
Yep. So we're going to see the kingdom of Círdan and where Eldon yep. lived yep, that's, before um, Rivendell, and uh, as well as um, what's we call it. Um, they said Khazad-dûm will be it will be like the actual halls of. Yes. Oh, yeah. that makes me so happy. Um, which I think is awesome. I I always. Do you know if what a workshops involved at all? I don't know. I hope they are. Mm-hmm. I am. Uh, I don't know. They did The Hobbit, and they did good and bad things yes. with The Hobbit, which makes me not like the... But they did fantastic with Lord of the Rings films. Oh, yeah, they did fabulous, but that was when it was first starting out, and they formed the company to create things yeah. for Lord of the Rings. And they've done other stuff, and they've done great stuff with other stuff, but I just... The way they did The Hobbit, I don't know. They, yeah, they, I think went, they... they went very CGI heavy when they should have focused more on like prosthetics and makeup and yeah, actual and people. I think they they tried to go for more out there designs, which I don't like as much. For whatever reason, what they did for the designs of Lord of the Rings is perfect. It yeah. looks so real. Um, well, I think part of that was... It's not literally the CGI. It's just the designs that they use. Right, but I think because they were working on real people, you can't be as like fantastical. The prosthetics and, like, the makeup and stuff. Yeah. Um, one of the few things I did like about the the Battle of the Five Armies is I did like the dwarves and their dwarven armor. I thought yeah. That was uh, Billy Connolly. Yes. Uh, I No, I didn't like that. I thought that was terrible and stupid. Riding was, his war pig. Yeah, that was fucking awful. <laughs> but I liked the dwarf phalanx infantry. Yes. I liked their armor. I thought that was cool. Um, I don't like the dwarf swords. They're too geometric where it's like this would never be any use to anybody. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, some of the stuff that they did was um, was good. Some of it was bad. I, like, I didn't like the Woodland Realm, um, you know, armor and stuff like that. And obviously Legolas being the bad guy was stupid. <laughs> but it was uh, it not... It, I, I, mm-hmm. I, it, I don't... Yeah. I don't think it's the same thing. I, I think they have different people working there. Mm. So uh, we'll see. I hope... I hope that they have, like, the original designers designing stuff. And they have, uh, Alan Lee is the official, or actually, is it Alan Lee? It might be John Howe is the official, like, um, artist. Like art art yeah. director. Art kind director. Of person, yeah, yeah uh, like, art advisor. Too. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, but, I think there's a lot to be gained than to be lost here. Where if it's another bad series, take it off like a hobbit. That's fine. But yeah. I think the potential for, you know, these Lord of the Rings moments, these Charge of the Rohirrim, awesome, epic, like, yep. you know, greatest TV show of all time. Like, you have weight to do that. And after the fall of Game of Thrones, you can rectify that. Mm-hmm. You can literally make the greatest TV show of all time right here. And that's yep. the potential that they have it's whether or not they're gonna um actually live up to it and they they've thrown money at it which yeah. is not always the answer but uh, i swear to god i just i hope they do it well oh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. and i mean they've spent a billion dollars i know it's for the budget yeah mm-hmm. any other notes on token that you want to no i think this is a good introductory thing because when we get into the silmarillion i'll just talk for six hours well, that's kind of what it was. I felt like uh, our listeners definitely deserved an episode of like an introduction. Yes. Because so much of our content is going to be token based anyway. We like 
we're gonna take it book by book, movie by movie. Honestly, we're gonna have several episodes on each book and movie because otherwise you're just gonna have to listen to us for nonstop for a day. Yeah, it's just there's gonna be, you know, Baker's dozen uh episodes yep. on you know, token alone probably upcoming. I I don't like to hit any one, one topic. Gross. Yeah, exactly. I don't like to hit any topic um too many times um in a row. But yeah. uh it, token is just so near and dear to my soul that uh I can't not mention he him. He is the best. He is. And like a genuinely good person too, where it's like he's not problematic in any way. Not at all. So we can like him without having to qualify anything? Yeah, exactly. You can just openly say, like, oh, I don't, like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I just, his lifestyle, his outlook on life is everything that I've ever wanted. All you want out of life is to sit in a smoking jacket with a pipe and sit out in the back, back of your country estate. Yeah, and fantasize about elves and dwarves and men. Yes. Yep. That's pretty much all I want out of life. Yep. 